that's a downward cycle of sales. And that's why 99% of all salespeople and entrepreneurs don't make it is because they're taught that they have to chase. Before we get into today's episode, are you a fix and flipper who needs some money? You need to maybe do more deals and you're limited by the funds you have available. Well then, Fund That Flip, today's best ever sponsor, has a solution for you. And you know Fund That Flip, right? Your loyal best ever listener, the founder, Matt Rodak, he's been on the show multiple times and they have been a previous sponsor and they love working with the best ever listeners and they provide short-term fix and flip loans to experienced investors. They've got an online platform, makes the entire process super easy, and you can get funded in as few as seven days. So if you're looking for a reliable funding partner, go to fundthatflip.com and mention that, well, you heard about it on the Best Ever Show. Best Ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluffy stuff. And I hope you're having a best ever weekend, first and foremost, and happy Sunday. Because it's Sunday, we got a special segment for you called Skill Set Sunday. You know what this is. This is an episode where we dive deep into a particular skill set so that we as real estate investors and entrepreneurs can get better at what we're doing. And with us today, we have a guest who's going to talk about the generosity generation, which is the human approach to sales. How you doing, Michael Mayer? Joe, I'm doing fantastic. Appreciate you having me on and kudos on the success of your show. This is fantastic. Yeah, my pleasure. And thanks a lot for the props. A little bit about Michael. On December 18th, 2007, he flatlined for 37 seconds due to blood clots and survived to tell a story. Now he has come up with the generosity generation and it's a human approach, as he mentioned, to sales. It's not about asking for referrals or doing the tactical things that we might think about, but rather it's using certain things and attracting the sales lead. And I'll let him talk more about that. So with that being said, Michael, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your current focus? Yeah, thank you. And what a lot of people don't know about me and my background is that I got into real estate and very quickly had success. I went from 7.1 million in sales to 19.1 to 40.1 million in sales with 186 transactions in Kansas City as a real estate agent and broker. And the years following that, I was doing between 180 and 255 transactions. And I was doing it all through referral. The typical real estate agent gets between five and six referrals a year. And we generated, or I personally generated over 500 a year and over 600 a couple of years, netting over a million dollars, six of those years, and over two million netting, not gross, but netting over two million two of those years. So what happened is everybody started contacting me about, holy cow, what are you doing? What's your system? And then they were finding out that, wow, I never asked for a referral. What I did is I just attracted referrals and earned referrals through love, generosity, and appreciation. So I flatlined, as you said earlier, for 37 seconds. I came to and just really realized that my system about died with me. So at night in intensive care, I wrote the outline for the book that became The Seven Levels of Communication, 
with the subtitle of Go From Relationships to Referrals. That became an instant bestseller and has now been a number one bestseller in the real estate sales category for almost seven years. And of course, that's blossomed into speaking, coaching, training, and helping others live the lifestyle that this type of sales allows you to live. So let's talk about this. Obviously, we need to. What is wrong with the traditional sales approach that people take? And then how is yours different? Have you ever been chased by a stranger? Yep. So what are your two reactions when you're chased? Oh, I'm annoyed. When you say chase, <laughs> is someone literally running yeah, after literally. me? Literally. Well, yeah. Oh. So you're, you're no, I don't think I don't team? think I don't think a stranger's run after me unless we're playing a sport. So what's your favorite football team or baseball team? Major league or uh, we'll go with Detroit Lions. Okay. So great example, by the way. You're at a Detroit Lions game, and guys, uh, Barry Sanders comes out of retirement, and you win your first playoff game. And you guys are all excited, and you decide to stay out afterwards and have drinks there at the stadium. This is the Pontiac Silverdome. Is that correct? Is that still the... I think that now is the shell of a wildlife preserve or something unintentionally. But yes, we you can keep going <laughs> with your point. Yeah, so after the game, your friends kind of go one way. You go the other way to find your car in the parking lot, which... It happens to be easy to find because it's the only car left in the parking lot. But the lights are out in the parking lot, and you start walking towards your car. And out of the corner of your eye behind you, you see a shadowy figure kind of coming out of the darkness and coming directly towards you. What are your two basic instinct reactions to that? Oh, protect and figure out what's going on. That's right. So isn't it interesting that we don't instantly think, woohoo, another Detroit Lions fan, let's go give them a high five, right? So instinctively, we have the fight or flight response. We're either going to turn, face them, and take it on, or we're going to flee. We're going to run. Well, it's just like that in the sales world. Is So much of what is taught out there is to approach strangers, right? Chase strangers. So when we go at them, they instantly have these two reactions. They are either going to fight or flight. And this is what happens, is that we find the fighters, right? And that does happen. Sometimes we're calling or we're going through the doors or we're meeting people, and all of a sudden they say, yeah, I'll work with you. And then this little voice in your head that goes, oh, no, that was too easy, or what's going to happen here? And, of course, what happens is you didn't even know you were getting in a fight. That person was looking for a fight. Now you're in a battle. And this has happened probably with some of your investors with buyers that have come along and said, yeah, I'll do it. And you're like, oh, crap, that's too easy. Or different people during the transaction. But bottom line is some people are just looking for a fight. Luckily, it's less than 3% of the population. But when two people are fighting, we call it a what? We call it a battle. Well, mm -hmm. how do both parties feel at the end of a battle? Exhausted, probably. Yeah, exhausted, frustrated, and just not very happy. And the thing is, is, is how likely is an exhausted client to refer you? The truth is, is they're not going to refer you. Mm -hmm. And quite honestly, we don't want the fight club community as clients. So we're not going to worry about that side. And then there's the other part, which is we're taught to follow up. And luckily, this is 97 plus of the population. And then we call them or we door knock them or we chase them. And what do they do? They flee. And then we finally get them on the phone again and we talk to them. But the problem is most salespeople overpromise. They say, well, no, we can sell this in three days or we can sell or our return will be 25%. 
or whatever it may be. But they say no, and they flee some more. What are we taught to do? We're taught to, quote unquote, follow through, follow up, nurture, mm-hmm. chase, essentially. And then what happens is we finally get them cornered. We overcome all their objections. We promise the moon, and they finally submit and just say, okay, I guess I'll do the deal. Or, okay, I'll become your client. But the problem is they're passive aggressive. So the bottom line is, is the entire time we're trying to work with them, they're looking to do what? They're looking to get out. And the truth is we gave them the way out by our overpromising. The only way for us to deliver is to underdeliver because we overpromised to get them as a client. And so we underdeliver and here's the thing, a client that we underdeliver to, how do they feel? When we don't do what we say we're going to do, how do they typically feel? Right. Well, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, of course. You're let down. Yep. Frustrated, less down, disappointed, whatever it may be. And the bottom line is how likely is that disappointed client going to refer you? And the answer is they're not going to refer you. So what do you have to do? You have to continue chasing. And now you are on this wonderful cycle I call the cycle of discontent, which is this chase, fight, battle, exhausted, no referral. So you have to chase some more, chase some more. They flee, you chase some more, you finally get them, you under deliver because you've overpromised. They're frustrated, they don't refer you, so you have to chase some more. So there's that whole chase cycle or the cycle of discontent, which is, by the way, taught in all the sales training out there. So that's a downward cycle of sales, and that's why 99% of all salespeople and entrepreneurs don't make it, is because they're taught that they have to chase, mm-hmm. right? They have to go through these things, and, and they're told to watch movies like Boiler Room and Wolf of Wall Street and Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross to get primed for what it's like to be a salesperson. But what's interesting about those three movies is at the end of them, they all either die or go to prison. <laughs> that's our model. For top salespeople, I think we can do better. So if there's a downward cycle, there must be an upward cycle. And I believe that the positive cycle is the referral cycle, which is somebody refers you, and when they're referred, you've been referred deals or referred clients, right? Maybe even referred buyers to buy your fix and flip or buy a rental property, or you've been referred renters. What have you noticed about those referred deals? It's smooth sailing. Yeah, it's easy. They buy. There's no selling that takes place. So what you can do, which is so beautiful, is you can tell them the truth. In fact, you can tell them the worst case scenario. You can tell them the nuclear truth. And here's what happens when you tell the truth, is that no matter how the transaction goes, it wasn't the worst case scenario. It wasn't you in preparation or in preparing them for the worst case scenario. It wasn't the worst case scenario because there's only one worst case scenario and you only have one of those. So anything you do is a positive. You are actually over-delivering, and an over-delivery is a wow. So a wowed client, they're like, oh my gosh, I actually got 17% return instead of the 12 that they thought we would get because you just told them the truth up front. Well, they are wowed. What do wowed clients do? They refer you more, mm-hmm. right? So that referral comes in, you tell them the truth, you wow them just simply by doing your job or doing whatever you would normally be doing anyway to get those returns or to provide that customer service. They're wowed and they refer you more clients. So that's the referral cycle. Is the key just to get the referrals in? Yeah. So how do we get more people on the referral cycle? 
That becomes the question. And the way to look at this is like a bicycle, bicycle, two cycles, right? And the referral cycle is the front wheel of the bike. The front wheel of a bicycle is to guide you and to kind of keep your eyes on the prize, which is keep your eyes on referrals and keep your eyes on clients and the customer service and so on and so forth. Well, there's a back wheel of a bicycle. And the back wheel, how do we get more people on the referral cycle? The back wheel is what I call the generosity cycle. And so the generosity cycle is what starts or gets us to the point of referrals. And when we lead with generosity, we give massive value first to someone else. What do they a lot of times feel the urge to do? Like I'm sure there's people where either guests or people you've helped with your show or with your real estate investing that they feel this urge to do what? Continue to give back more. Continue oh, yeah. keep the cycle going. They want to, that's right. They want to reciprocate. They want to give back to you. You've given a ton of value to them. They want to give back. But here's what's interesting as salespeople and entrepreneurs is the problem is people want to help us. They want to give back. They simply just don't know how. And what I teach is, listen, let's train everybody who wants to reciprocate or everybody who wants to give back to us that the way to give back, the number one and only way to reciprocate is through referrals. So let's train them through referrals. So generosity leads to reciprocity. Reciprocity leads to referrals. And once again, there we are. We're on the referral cycle. But here's where this gets even better is referral. So generosity leads to reciprocity. They want to give back. The reciprocity, we train them that the best way to do that is through referrals. Over time, they understand that message and start to give us referrals. Then referrals, as you and I both know, is the most profitable type of business. So we're going to make the most amount of money because they're referred. We don't have to spend any money on marketing and advertising. Well, here's the deal. That profitability, that's your business making money. Mm -hmm. There's something more important than money. And those things are freedom, choice relationships, family, love, all these, uh, of course, wealth, having time. So all of those words, if you mix them and put them all together, they lead to prosperity. And prosperity leads to more generosity. So the back wheel of our bicycle is generosity cycle, which is generosity leading to reciprocity, reciprocity leading to referrals. Referrals lead to profitability, which of course leads to prosperity, which leads to more and better and higher generosity. So the interesting thing about the back wheel or back cycle of a bicycle is that's where we put our energies. We should be putting our energies into generosity, giving massive value first to others. Everywhere we go, give massive value to others, and they will want to reciprocate, which we teach them that, hey, listen, don't buy me dinner. Don't give me a gift certificate. Don't send me cards. The number one way is through referrals. Referrals is not a question. Referrals is the answer. Two questions. I'll ask you them one at a time because I hate it when people ask me two questions at once. Okay. The first question is you said when we lead with generosity, we add value first. What are some specific ways that you've seen that have been really effective? Well, it comes from genuine curiosity and asking great questions, which you're a great model of. So the first thing is, all right, let me ask you, with this show, the real estate investing show, what is your goal for this show in general? What do you want it to do or do you have a stated specific goal 
on what you want it to do. The primary is to help my listeners get to know me better faster so that we could potentially do business together in the future through my multifamily syndication deals. Okay, very good. So they would either invest with you or partner with you or find you multifamily deals? Yep. Right? Okay. Here's a question that I might have is it might be interesting how many people knew that before this interview because you're such a giver. You're always asking these questions and it never comes up with maybe that stated goal. Right. So that's a great goal and hopefully you'll get an investor or two from this. Okay. And then when it comes to this show or your real estate investing business specifically, what is your biggest challenge right now? Finding opportunities to purchase, which deals to purchase. Yeah, so if your listeners of this could find you deals and just refer them to you, it'd be fantastic, right? That's correct. Okay, so what have you tried so far to find opportunities? What have you seen in the past that has led you to opportunities? Broker relationships and… Real, uh, real estate agent relationships? Yeah, yeah, real estate agent relationships okay. and markets. Yeah, because yeah, they know where the deals are. They stumble upon them and… A lot of times the owner doesn't want to do the fix-up or the repair or the multi-user person is retiring or whatever it may be, right? Yep. What are you going to do next when it comes to conquering this challenge of finding opportunities? I'm going to crack the whip even harder to the team members of mine who are on the ground searching for opportunities. (laughs) Okay, so you've got this on this grassroots ground group of people who are looking for you already. So maybe growing that would make some sense. Yep. And maybe growing it with unpaid individuals, people who just want to do it to help you. Yes? Perhaps, yes. Okay. So by when? What would that look like to crack the whip? And by when will you put that into play? I don't know. I haven't thought about that. I already have brokers and team members doing direct mail. I have brokers looking for opportunities. So I've already got something in place. Okay, great. So maybe just honing that and educating the people who are doing that for you. Would it help to maybe add 50,000 unpaid salespeople to that group of people looking for deals for you? If I don't have to manage them. Yeah, you would not have to manage them at all. Just educate them over time on what the perfect deal looks for you. Would you be open to that? Yes. Okay, so I have a group of 50,000 plus people, very active group, and I'd love to welcome you into that group and have you come in and you would be the only real estate investor that would be in this group at this time. Now I am a real estate investor, but the bottom line is you would be looking for some unique product, right? And so we could talk about that to them or at the very least get the message out that I am a real estate investor and we could figure out how we could help this group. And by the way, it's 99% real estate agents. Would that help? Yes, it would. There's no cost. I get it. Yeah. And now we'll pause in this scenario and I see what you did. I was writing down the question so that it's not just applying to me. I see what you did and that makes a lot of sense. So that is instead of answering the question, what's an example? You just rolled right into it and I love that. Yeah. The other thing I would do, so the three facets or areas I want to go to, I want to go down to finding out what your goals are. And I would just mean your business goal. And then I'm going to help you achieve that as a surprise. I'm going to help you achieve that. Same thing with your biggest challenge. What is your biggest challenge right now? And I'm going to help you conquer your biggest challenge. Not just a little weenie challenge, but truly the winning challenge, the big challenge. And then the other avenue would be, okay, what do you do when you're not doing work? And you would tell me an interest of yours. And that would be a third realm of me being able to help you. 
if you said golf, I would say, all right, well, what are you looking to do with your golf game? Let's say it's like, well, I want to go scratch. I'm at a plus four now. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, well, which part of your game do you need work on? Short game. Great. And then I would either send you a book from Amazon on your short game approach, or mm. I would go to someone I knew who knew the short game and connect the two of you. I would send you videos from YouTube or I'd Google it, or I would set you up with a PGA tour instructor in your local area to have some lessons, depending on how many referrals you've sent me in the past. So give massive value first. And please note that most of those will cost me less than 10 bucks to $0. But you can give massive value first without treasure. Right? Except for the PGA. Um, and absolutely. But here's the thing. I have some connections with PGA people who would be happy to do a one-hour free lesson to possibly get you on as a client for the long term. Right. I love that. We can replicate that very easily, that approach. And that's a great one. Yeah, right. that's great. Anybody can do it. And the other part of that, too, is we all can help others. Thank God for Google. Thank God for YouTube. There's literally no challenge we can't conquer in today's world. Mm-hmm. Even the mindset challenge, we can conquer that. With enough videos, with enough psychotherapy, you can get somebody through the mindset issue of fear. But it's one of those where we can all help, and we can all help in a big way, and we can all give massive value first to others. The second question I have is you mentioned multiple times that you let your clients know the best way to reciprocate is to give referrals. Is there a way that you do that other than just saying that to them? Yeah, I really don't typically just say it to them. It's not a point blank. But remember, I said also that referrals is not a question. Referrals is the answer. When I say referrals is the answer, I mean that 100% of the time. So let's say I get you in this group and all of a sudden you're making connections for deals. So you might, in a follow-up conversation, I'll go, well, how's it going in the group? And you're like, wow, it's been great. You know, we've already made some connections. I've even got a couple partners maybe. And then what would you might ask me? I don't know. What can I do to help you out? That's right. What can I do for you or how can I help you? And my answer is referrals. So if you said, Michael, it's been great. How can I help you? Referrals. That's the answer. And then your follow-up question might be, well, who are you looking to get connected to? Mm-hmm. And that, for me, could change over time. I'm really looking for sellers right now. Really looking for people to increase the inventory we have because we're low on that. And we're selling the heck out of properties very, very quickly. Or buyers. Or in some cases, if I know you know someone really influential, then I would say, you know what? You are connected to the CEO over at John Davidson Motors. Would you be willing to connect me to him? And all I would be doing is looking to meet with him to find out why he's so successful. I would literally just kind of almost interview him and ask about how he became so successful. It would not be a sales call at all, but would you mind just connecting the two of us and letting me do that interview where I'm just looking to grow? What if they don't ask, how can I help you out? You know that they would be willing to and they would be interested in it, but they don't explicitly ask that. So somebody talks about themselves a lot. So I keep asking and then they keep talking and so on and so forth. I'll go, you know what? All right, let's stop right here. You probably feel like this was a game of 20 questions. And honestly, I'm genuinely curious, Joe, about your goals, your talent, everything about you, right? And I think I'm just scratching the surface on how awesome you are. But here's the thing is let me just stop right here. Instead of having this be 20 questions and me just bombard you with questions, let me ask you this. Do you have any questions for me? Or I'll say, what question do you have for me? And I want you to know 
there's something called question reciprocity. Question reciprocity is that when you stop in this line of questioning, the last question that you ask them is most likely going to be the question <laughs> that they ask you back. So you get to that point, it's like, all right, what are your challenges or what's your goal? And they tell me what their goal is and stuff like that. And I'll go, whoa, whoa, that's awesome. That's awesome. You know, I've got some ideas on that I'd love to share with you. But before we even go on, what questions <laughs> do you have for me? All right? And it's that's like, well, what goals do you have? Well, my weekly referral goal is to give 10 referrals and receive five referrals. So out of all the people you know, how can I help? Right? Mm -hmm. Who can what's I your, help? What's your, can I help is, is that still your goal? My weekly referral goal is to give 10 referrals and receive five referrals. Yes. To give 10 referrals and receive five? That's right. Interesting. That's fascinating stuff. I love that last part. The last question you ask them is likely the same question they ask you. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, it is. I, I do podcasts. They don't even know it's coming. So yeah. I'll, I'll do the podcast and I'll go, all right, let's just role play it, right? So literally we're in the middle of a role play and they kind of forget we're in role play. They're just, we're just having a conversation. And I'm literally, I'm asking about the goals and the challenges and, and what their ideal client is and how the best way to refer them. And I'll either get to the goals question or whatever. I'll go, all right, all right let's reverse this. What's the question that you have for me? And son of a gun, every single time <laughs> they ask me the last question that I just asked them. That's you fascinating. Know. It, I it's love not that. magic. It's not manipulation or magic. It just is, right? They could ask me some other question. Like, are you still single or are you married or some other crazy, annoying, weird, out of the box question. But uh -huh. you know what they ask me? They ask me the last question. <laughs> That's great. Well, Michael, where can the best ever listeners get in touch with you? Thank you for the referral mention, right? I think the best thing is referco.com is a great place to go, but they can also go to Facebook. They're already there. In fact, probably most of them right now. Facebook.com slash referral guru. And in my photos, there is a photo that has been liked 738,000 times. It'll say on there, 738K. Is it you with your shirt off flexing? It is not me flexing. That one has <laughs> just 612,000 likes. But it has 738,000 likes and it has 216,000 shares. And if they could like it and share, it's a picture of a tombstone. So that'll help them find that. It's a very, very cool tombstone. So bottom line is that they could go to facebook.com slash referral guru. No, that's not my title. That was chosen by a PR person a long time ago, but 83,000 members there. And we'd love to have your listeners become members there and share and post and their photos and videos and posts that I post that are positive, inspirational. And typically lead us down the path of generating referrals and great relationships with people. Outstanding. This is a very practical, hands-on conversation. I'm grateful for it. I know the best ever listeners are as well. Some takeaways. We need to first lead with generosity and add value first. And you went through a role-playing scenario where you asked questions. Fortunately, we have a transcription of every episode. So best ever listeners, you can just go to bestevershow.com and check out the transcription of this when the show airs. So you can read those questions. And then the best way to give back or reciprocate to you is to give referrals. And it makes so much sense. 
I have a background in advertising and I can tell you the number one influencer of purchase intent is word of mouth referrals. So when we have word of mouth referrals, then that's going to influence purchase intent more so than anything else on the face of the earth. doesn't matter what type of ad or how creative you get with PR, it's word of mouth referrals. That's the number one influencer of purchase intent. Therefore, referrals should be at front and center of our business and you have given us a step-by-step process for how to practically do it in our own business. So thanks for being on the show, Michael. Hope you have a best ever day. Best ever listeners, you can go to his website, which is in the show notes link and talk to you soon. You want to get better at negotiating real estate? Well, how about, do you want to get better at negotiating real estate for free? Even better, right? Well, go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. Fund That Flip, today's sponsor has partnered with best-selling author Jay Scott to provide you with a free chapter from Jay's new book on negotiating real estate. I've read the book, Lots of good real-world case studies sprinkled in there, too. I love it when they do that. Go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever to download your free copy of the chapter today. Are you ready to close more deals and officially seal your financial freedom? The Dwellin Show with Ola Dantis discloses the most innovative real estate investing strategies to kickstart your quest to financial freedom. Go listen at www.dwellyn.com forward slash show. That's dot com forward slash show.